Welcome to Alios, a land of magic and fantasy not too unlike many others I'm sure you've heard of. We've got everything from elves to ever-burning torches, from humans to half-wood adventurers, from dwarves to, yes, dungeons and dragons. I won't lie to you. Alios is conventional in many places, but outside the box in many others. And one of the biggest places that box has breached is in the three people sitting before me. You see, this is not my story. I might provide the canvas, but I'm not the one brush in hand filling it with color. So let me introduce you to those who will. First, Micah, or as the land of Alios knows him, Renestir, a half-vampire lizard man who, oddly enough, strongly believes in second chances. Hailing from an order of half-vampires, he has been set on a path to rid the world of corruption. What that means to and for him, well, only time will tell. Second, we have Aaron, or as the land of Alios knows him, Phosphorus, a crazed alchemist rat man who views science as the world's greatest asset and magic as its greatest crutch. An outcast amongst his people, he's fled his home in the hopes of furthering his knowledge. However, Phosphorus isn't known to keep a low profile, and the shadows of his past could be waiting around any corner. Finally, we have Taylor, or as the land of Alios knows him, Aemon. Half-human, half-dark elf, Aemon has spent much of his life on the fringes of acceptance, never truly belonging to any one culture, place, or people. His magic manifested at an early age, but after the death of his parents and the loss of his mentor, he locked it away. After years spent bottled, Eamon's magic refuses to be trapped any longer, whether he likes it or not. So, there you have it. Three souls with the power to truly change Alios. They might come to be known by different names, shed their skin for a new one, or even be joined by more souls along the way, but for right now, none of that matters. What matters is where the three of you find yourself on the dawn of the fourth day of the first week of Deep Drift. Deep Drift is the second month of autumn and the eleventh month of the year, so normally you'll be looking forward to a day of cool breezes as Mother Nature fully sheds the sweltering cocoon of summer. That is, if you weren't in the Ekoi rainforest. Thrognern mountains to its east and the Dreadstorm coast to its west, much of the rainforest remains unexplored and untamed. Rain falls year-round, and even in the dead of winter, temperatures rarely drop below 60 degrees. The flora and fauna are unforgiving, with trees reaching hundreds of feet into the air and predators and plants alike posing a threat. Thus, it's home to only one settlement, the town of Koi. With neighborhoods built in canopies, farming fields that take advantage of the region's rain-soaked climate, and a massive water collection network built atop the highest trees, Koi has managed to carve itself a place here. Belonging to New Ronku, and with the Wakata River cutting directly through town, it also serves as an important through line for the nation and the dwarven holds to the southeast. Most goods are transported by long strings of boats called locomotes, bolted together in lines not too unlike train cars. The moral of the story is, Koi is a city thriving in a hostile environment. Or at least, it used to be. Recent trouble with a gang of river bandits stealing from the locomotes and humanoid creatures made of bark attacking everything from guards to caravans outside the city walls has put the city in a tough spot and put many of its residents on bed rest in the clinic, which just so happens to be where we find one of those three souls I mentioned earlier. One of the few buildings made of stone, the clinic sits in the center of town on the jungle floor. It is here we find Eamon, finally stirring after a long rest. Eamon. Yes. You awake in bed. Okay. Clean, 
warm, comfortable. Blurry-eyed, you begin to take in your surroundings. Light filters in through a window directly above and behind your head. A blue curtain hangs to your right, wrapping around the bed and taking a 90-degree turn until it stops at a gray stone wall. To your left, a desk made of red wood has a handful of alchemical ingredients strewn about on it. Next to your bed, all of your things lay perfectly organized. You feel clean. The faint smell of elixirs, herbs, and chemicals wafts past your nose as you look down at yourself. Your right forearm is wrapped with gauze, and the itchy throat you had before is gone. If you would like to describe what you look like, please. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> I probably look pretty happy in comparison to last I was awake. Um, yeah, I'm a male half-elf. Uh, probably look like a young adult age. Um, average height and slim build. Uh, as you said earlier, um, half dark elf, half drow. Uh, you'd be able to tell this due to my uh, gold eyes, pale blue skin, and mid-length gray hair. Half um, human, half drow. Half human, half drow. You Sorry. said half dark elf, half drow. Half dark <laughs> elf, half drow. <laughs> Which is the same thing. Either yeah. or. Yes. yes. Um, normally, if I weren't, um, I'm guessing in this sort of uh, hospital garb, I'm wearing a sort of dark hooded poncho in a backpack. Um, I typically have a shield in one hand and a light mace hanging at my hip. Um, if you were to see me around on even a typical day, uh, I usually seem a little exhausted and a little bit on edge. Somewhere, Eamon, past the curtain, uh, you hear the sound of a pained moan. That was not pained. Uh, it was a little sexual. I didn't mean it to I be. I feel my like apologies. I've heard this before. Followed by words of reassurance. Oh, quit your moaning. He didn't hit your head that hard. Footsteps follow, quick and light. The curtain is pulled back by a pristine hand, fingernails kept trim, revealing a very short woman. Her chestnut brown hair braided perfectly into a bun with eyebrows that reach far past the sides of her face. She wears a belt with many scapules, vials, and other contraptions affixed to it. Ah, finally awake, I see. Hi, uh, yes, uh, where am I? Oh, you're in the clinic. Sit, uh, sit down, sit down. O okay. Um, she comes over to you. Okay. Um, in motions for you to give her your wrapped forearm. Okay. Am I sort of like, just for visuals here, am I sort of in like a hospital type garb, just like basic clothes? You are or? basically just in undergarments. Okay. So yeah. like long johns and a basic shirt maybe. But Perfect. you're not like naked or you're not in just uh, tidy whities Nice so and uncomfortable. I, I, um, she wants me to reach out my arm. Mm -hmm. Okay. You see she grabs a stool. She's very short, maybe yeah. like two and a half feet tall. Okay. by the bed and gets up on it and she unwraps her arm and you see that um, kind of running uh, from your thumb down to where your elbow pit we'll call it meets is there's like spotches of bruises mm. uh, and she says it's healing good you had a, a bruised radius a bruised okay um, where did you did you find me was I brought oh, in here by someone I'm sorry I'm sorry was it a very yes. small green person with like propeller type things on its head perhaps what never mind tell me how you found she me. quickly takes out a notepad and she goes she mumbles to herself um and you just catch possible hand injuries maybe um i didn't think he had uh, gone cuckoo to any degree but um start to think everything that's happened to me has been a dream um and she says no uh, no no small green people um just the farmers found you 
Oh. You were south of the Southfield. Okay. It was Southfield. Yeah. Do you know how you got there? Um, I was in a field, you said? Uh-huh. Oh. Well, south of the fields. But- yeah. Yeah. Uh, last, last I remember, I was um, actually, yeah, I was going unconscious. Uh, I was being attacked uh, by some uh, frog-like people. Hmm. I was... I have to warn Econ about that. That's fair. I was lost in the jungle, and I was trying to make my way to the closest uh, town. I guess I was kind of on the right track, but not before the jungle, as you might have seen, kind of got the best of me. We didn't find any frog people by you, but uh, they did find you unconscious, so that leads up, and you made it, I guess. You've been asleep for a while, though. Okay. Good three, four days. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, uh, what's your name? Uh, My name's Fionn. I reach out, and I, like... She shakes shake with her very small hand. <laughs> I'm like, well, uh, thank you very much for your care. Um, is there any way I, I can compensate you at all? I don't have much, but... Probably. Uh, real quick, though. Where are you from? I, I don't mean this in like a rude way, but you you are of dark elf descent to some degree. Are you from the mountains? Uh, not from the mountains. Uh, I grew up in the Anarchic Expanse, if you know where that is. Kind of on the other side of the map. Okay. How, uh, a little town called have, Bluefield. Uh, relatives, people here that know you? No, no, I'm here by myself. Yeah. Okay, um, what about this gr- small green thing? Yeah, uh, his name, you're going to think I'm crazy. I promise I'm not. Uh, he said his name was Nee. I'm not sure how to spell it. It was more of a noise it than neen. it was Neen. DM correct you. Yeah, how dare you? Sorry. No, it's good. You, it, that was like a week ago that you. The way he made the noise, it just kind of, yeah. But anyway, yeah. Um, I'm not quite uh, sure what his name was. That's kind of all he spoke. He was a very small, uh, plant-like creature. I know it might sound crazy, but um, that isn't really that all uncommon uh, if magic is involved somewhere, especially in like a wooded, uh, jungle-like area. Didn't know, I don't know a lot about magic, but good with. Medicine. Yeah, I can see. Uh, so you, thank you very you much. You know, is it okay? Um, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm just trying to get my bearings. I, That's I okay. You've been asleep for a while. Give I, me one second. I'm gonna do the exam I normally do on you while you're unconscious. I gotta do it now, just normally. Sure. Yeah. Um, and she begins to go is it about. Hurt? No. Okay. Uh, Thanks. Cool. And she just goes about basically um, doing kind of what she did to your arm, but everywhere. She checks everywhere. You notice she kind of lingers around your head looking for any bumps or (laughs) uh, points of interest um, that would spark her interest. This loony elf. Um, Renesteer and Phosphorus. Um, I'm sorry. Not you guys yet. Uh, But very soon. Um, (laughs) So as she's doing this, you hear... Three pairs of footsteps approach. Okay. And a human man uh, with a shaved head kind of um, does a weird little knock on the curtain where it just like slaps and then puts it open and puts his head in. Uh, and he says, uh, Madame Fion, uh, we got a couple people here to see you. Said it couldn't wait. Uh, and she goes, okay. Uh, are they with you? And then he pulls apart, pulls back the curtain and why don't you two describe yourselves? I'm about a 6'3 lizard man. This lizard. is Renesteer. 
Yes. Oh, sorry. I'm just, well, I'm just <laughs> identifying. It, I, the intro put it, but yeah. Yes, you yes. Are All right. This is Renastir. Uh, I am a 6'3 lizard folk. Uh, mm. My scales are very worn, uh, color-wise a pale green. Um, eyes very cloudy white um, with just the lines of two black pupils. Mm-hmm. Um, armor looks like um, a series of bones woven together with um, ebony. Um, and then I have the emblem of my god uh, around my neck, Tezetsios, uh, which is two silver wings, uh, as well as on uh, my shield. It has those same wings, but a scale in between them. Um, and I hold myself in a manner that is uh, uh, of one trying to hold a respectable sort of air about him. In the other side of the coin. <laughs> in complete opposite to Redisteer. Phosphorus stands about three and a half feet tall. Uh, he is a rat folk. Uh, his fur ch- kind of changes the farther it gets to the back. It, in the front, it's very dark, almost black. It goes to gray and then almost white at the back. None of this is natural fur color. This all depends on soot or explosive powder. Uh, he has a very thick coat with two bandoliers crisscrossing it. All of it chemical burns and actual burns kind of across all of it. Oops, sorry. It's all good. Uh, he's got red eyes and he has a very paranoid look about himself, always looking over his shoulder, always looking around. Bit of a almost crazy gleam in his eye. <laughs> yes. So. Get me out of here. You, you and Fionn Amen, see this as the curtain is pulled back by this man. He gives a quick bow to Fionn as she motions with his hand for him to run off. Um, kind of hops down for a stool, walks a little closer. Are you the one they call Fionn? Uh, yeah. I have a message for you from my... It's from my order, right? It's from Lark specifically, yeah. Okay. It is from my order. Well, okay. Hand it to her. She looks at it and she sees the stamp, which is a emblem. Um, which she opens um, and she pulls out just uh, a normal piece of parchment. Uh, all of you can see it doesn't have a whole lot of writing on it. Um, it's a it's a full paper-sized piece of parchment, but it's only maybe a third full. And she her eyes just scan it quick, and then she looks up at you for a moment and squints a bit and gives you an up and down. Um, and then she goes... I just sort of adjust myself. <laughs> okay. Both of you... He is my traveling companion. Okay, but not a part of the order. No. no. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Um, no. I ask only because if I needed to treat you, obviously those in the order. Uh, the less said, the better. For sure. Um, As yeah. this happens, can I like be trying to like kind of sneakily reaching and seeing if I can get my light mace in my hand or at least like getting Ab- towards my stuff. Absolutely. This is really kind of freaking me out. Unless yeah. like, do I recognize the symbol on him at all as like anything I would be familiar with or a god, like a common god or anything like that? Because if it would give me an air of like, oh, those guys are awesome, I probably wouldn't be oh, super worried sure. about it. How old did you say you were, but, Taylor? Uh, I'm probably like mid-20s. Okay, cool. Um, you know exactly what that symbol is. It is the symbol both on his shield and on his chest is the symbol of Tezetios, as he said in his description. But you know Tezetios is uh, a divine 
um, divines in this world have kind of like demigods under them called Chosen. Tezetios is a divine. He basically is the divine of just pure heart and soul. Um, he stands for anti-corruption and is said to be the one being that is in um, incorruptible, uncorruptible. He also Do takes the form and is a dragon, metallic dragon. Do I notice him reaching his mace for his mace? Still makes me nervous. Not as nervous. So do you still I reach probably for the would not reach for it if I saw yeah. that he had okay. the symbol okay. of like it an overall is good a, god. Yes, yeah, good thing. No symbols on the rat folk though. That makes me nervous. Have I ever seen a rat folk before? Probably. Okay. Because you spent a long time on a ship and you went to a lot of different ports. Yeah. One of which on the stop is the rat folk home, capital okay. city. Cool. So you, yeah. you actually yes, you have absolutely okay. seen rat folk. Before. So the, they don't the normally look like that. I look just like yes. them. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> Yes. Um, okay, we're good. But yeah. Never mind then. Um, she uh, says, well, uh, good to meet you too. And she sends a hand for you. I give a firm shake. You're probably the only one that is a, it's a normalish handshake because, yeah. you know, you're not the same size but similar size. Um, and she says, yeah, I can put you two to work right away. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got I can just be on my way if you... Like I start to like uh, sit up and scoot towards the edge of the bench. Uh, hold on a sec, she says. Um, times are a bit tough. Yeah, tell me about it. Uh, clearly, um, technically, you're about four gold and uh, five silver pieces in debt. Um, I looked at your things because I yeah. was trying to find identification of any kind. Yeah, doesn't look like you got it on you. No. So, I have skills I can sell you. Uh, that's what I was hoping for. Um, you two. Uh, Renesteer and what is your name? She Phos says. Phosphorus. Okay. I don't, your name wasn't in the letter. Um, if you could escort him to... There's a patch of helicon uh, iridescent heli heliconias. Heliconias. Do I know what those are? Viridescent heliconias. There we go. <laughs> Viridescent heliconias. Um, I use them a lot in my uh, elixirs and healing potents. Uh, I don't, none of you seem to be from here. Uh, Koi's having a bit of a bandit in uh, lifelike plant come to life thing, whatever. I don't know. I don't go out of the city much for every reason. But Do they um, look like a tree. The. Uh, Wrong person to talk to. I don't know. I haven't technically seen them. But anyways, healing supplies are very short. Um, so it would be a great help. And even if you don't technically give me that much amount of supplies, I'll foot the bill for you. I really need to go with traveling companions who are better with money management. <laughs> uh, My uh, money management I'll, is great. I'll pay you either. I'll pay the rest of you. Deal. I. Yeah. Uh, Unless can you I have a second to change real quick yes i sort of like slip out of bed and begin to like kind of look she at you two while you're like out. while i'm putting on my pants so my, that he can she shuts the door so you just change you suit up i there, suit up you clothe up i put my poncho on <laughs> yeah. essentially and grab my things is anything like missing from it at all no everything is there okay um if i, I will assume kill. you would huh i will kill um yeah everything that you would be looking for would be there Okay, cool. Um, 
Just get my pack and my shield and little mace on my side. As he does that, she motions for you two to follow her for a sec. And you guys are basically, there are a long, uh, you're in basically a big hospital ward section. Um, So there is like a bunch of these, maybe six or seven on either side, on either wall of these like uh, curtained off uh, areas. All of... uh, most of them are open, but there's about four or five that are closed. I'm going to, as we turn to follow her, turn mm-hmm. to Phosphorus and go, if I find out that there is any supplies missing from this hospital, <laughs> it is going directly onto your payment towards me. Okay. What if it's actually not my fault? Still counts. <laughs> well, she takes you, uh, Eamon's cubicle, so to speak, or bed was the end uh, right up against the wall, and there is a little hallway and a door, which she comes to, and she pulls out a key ring, and she clicks it open and opens the door, and she goes in, and you see her rummage through some things, and then she motions for you, Renestir, to come in, um, and she points to what is basically uh, what looks like a just, like, wrapped-up leather thing with straps for, like, a backpack with something tied around it um, with, like... Uh, a strip of leather tied around it to keep it taut and she hands it to you um, and she says this is a this is a rain catcher rain catcher um, you'll need it to you'll probably be spending a night out there so you'll need it to, to uh, fill up your canteens in the morning ah my thanks just set it out at night um, it almost never doesn't rain so even if it doesn't you should be make it back before you have any real issues on dehydration but I appreciate it. And then she um, quickly just uh, opens a crate and takes out this wood-handled, thick, and uh, about the length of a dagger curved blade, and she hands it to you. She says, this will help with getting the the buds off. Thank you. I, I do need both of them back when you get back. Certainly. Okay, do I kind of get dressed and, like, just follow them? As, as she steps out, um... You guys all kind of like meet up. You dressed. You guys with those things. I'm I'm just gonna like eyeball him up and down, and okay. like sort of like give a little like sniff towards him. Like I lean in towards him as well, doing that. <laughs> okay. Just um, give him a sniff. I'm just like, oh, um, boy, what is your capabilities? Uh, my name is Eamon. It's nice to meet you. I hold up my hand. I shake. Uh, Are you good at shaking? Is that your I, capabilities? That is. That is part of it. Um, I have all kinds of capabilities. Um, if we find ourselves aboard a sea vessel by chance, I could navigate us to safe <laughs> waters. I do not believe that will be part of the mission. I'm pretty pretty nasty with this mace here. I, I should hope so. Hold out my light mace a little bit. Um, and it's like, I, I am also not quite uh, not quite like the kind of woman back there, but I do have some medical supplies and I can help out treating wounds and such. Uh, what about you? What are your capabilities? Uh, I can probably assume they're fairly combat. My strength of will and my iron determination. She <laughs> <laughs> um, says, that's, uh, that's really admirable of you, Renestir, she says, kind of taking a motherly tone. Um, if you could... Uh, I'll point you in the direction of the general store uh, as she kind of like starts to usher you guys out into the lobby. Let uh, me tell you about my order. There's a, there's a couple things uh, you should pick up. Uh, rain hats, keep your uh, eyes and heads clean from the rain. Uh, we have this stuff called Slicker's Sap. 
that'll waterproof any cloth or anything. And then uh, conventional light really doesn't work here in terms of like fire. So we have these things called flash bug, flash beetle lanterns. Um, if you feed them some of the amber jam we grow here on some of the trees, um, they'll light up for you. I probably, as a lizard folk, like this climate probably suits me pretty fine, right? Yes, in terms of like, I mean, you don't really get wet, yeah, right? That's right. You have you the you rain have scales, like, yeah. yeah is it is worth just... noting that you would have cloth under your like chainmail right. yeah, yeah. because you don't. Nobody still even scales or not, you're not wearing just chainmail on right, right. whatever. Um, but she kind of like pushes you out saying that as you guys were like clearly getting to know each other in the middle of the hospital ward. So she's just like, they can do this on the way. I have things to do. And uh, you guys go out. I, the minute we get out on the street, I just want to find like a place that has no one around. Okay. You know, I, you know, <laughs> Eamon, it, if you need money, I could absolutely loan you with some interest. No, you can't. Uh, any money that you can give him, you should give to me. I'm fairly capable of earning my own money, good sir, Rat, but thank you. I'm glad uh, to hear that yeah. makes one of you. So I will tell you this. When you exit the clinic, literally right in front of you is the general store. Okay. I, Which you told you I to literally like just want to find like an alley for like a brief second. Okay. Is there like an He's going to bug you. Yes. yes. I'm just saying <laughs> it's, it, would be, it would be very... Are, are, you, are you bringing the whole group? Yeah. No, no, no okay. I'm taking him, him specifically. So, yeah, you walk out and you see uh, a big building with wood carved in it. It's stone as well. It says general store. Um, and uh, Renestier just turns left. <laughs> Follow. Uh, I'm okay. I don't, what? Where are we going? You're really showing your people skills. Are we heading to the general store? Or so they we... have people skills. We will in a moment. I need to ask you something. Just follow the big scary lizard into the alley. Can I just try to like get a get a vibe check on him real quick? Yeah, just I, to kinda I assume you're not meaning him harm. No, this, right? I just have yeah. no charisma. Um in that yeah, regard. This is true. Yes. Can I just try to get a general read on him? And also this I haven't really talked to Phosphorus much, mm-hmm. but I just kinda want to keep them both in front of me. Yeah, that's very um yeah. So you give him a quick once over sent back to the hospital. You give him a quick once over. Neither of them are alarming any of the like fight or flight instincts um it's basically you get exactly what micah just said of like these are two people that don't socializing is a not a strong suit and b not a priority uh so they probably don't mean you any ill will or any harm they just don't these are they just like are a little rough around the edges I i mean in this exact moment i mean you're not about like to chuck a bomb right at his face currently. <laughs> okay. So that's kind of the. Uh, yeah, you sure. Get. You guys go ahead. I'll follow. Okay. I just sort of strut in there. Yeah. So Keeping I mean, you would just you can just go item. right on the side yeah. of the clinic. Um, give you a quick rundown of what the city looks like. Um, on the kind of jungle floor, there isn't a bunch. There is a north gate, a west gate, and a southern gate. Um, uh, the whole city is surrounded by like a 20-foot wooden wall, uh, and there are four massive trees, um, one on the right side of the river, two, uh, three on the left side, that uh, if you look up at them, they're always visible pretty much. Uh, you can see that there are tons of buildings like built into them, and each of them has multiple uh, kind of pulley elevators of people going up and down every so often. Uh, other than that, there are buildings on the jungle floor, 
Uh, most of them are just like basic wood buildings and they normally are some sort of shop or place where you would uh, get work or do work. Um, and it looks like most of the buildings and the trees are places where people would live. So we are on the jungle floor now. Currently. Yes, you were just yeah. on the ground floor. It's cool. not like jungle, jungle floor. Like there's no undergrowth because yeah. you know yeah. you're in the middle of the city and stuff. Um, one of you, Eamon, why don't you roll two D6s for me to determine the current weather? Got a three and a five. So add them together. Eight. Eight. Just a normal rain currently, which is a minus two circumstance penalty to perception checks. And anything further than 50 feet away from you is considered concealed. Um, Sounds good. I follow them to the alley. Hug a right? Yes. And then Mm -hmm. I will just like, when I see that I'm like out of earshot from Mm -hmm. anybody just walking by, I'll kind of just like hook both of my like thumb claws into my belt and sort of like I am up and down one more time before like saying to him, There are many skills in this world. Some are very upfront and blunt, like my mace. Others bring with them a level of scrutiny by others. Do you wield magic? Why do you ask, my friend? Power is a very important thing in this world. In this very turbulent world, more than anything, such power must be assessed especially from somebody in my position to show that this is not mm, some level of inquiry that will bring harm about you. I will show some trust, uh, uh, present some trust to you. And I will like not cast the spell, but sort of like... Do magic. Yeah. Yeah. So So. you see that he... um, You do a quick look around. Because it is, you are basically in the middle of the city. So sometimes everyone will walk by. Right. And he, uh, Eamon, you see him kind of twirl his hand in front of him quickly. And it almost looks like a silver um, or platinum. Yeah, like a, like a platinum woman's like hand. Like a, a platinum woman's hand almost like appears right in the palm sitting on it of his hand and then is whisked away. Ethereal platinum woman's hand. So we're definitely like alone in this alley. Or can I roll to see just yeah, in case? You, yeah, absolutely. Every so often, people will, like, c- go by the alley, but no one is in it. And uh, because you're kind of in the middle of town, you feel pretty confident that you have, are drawing basically no attention. So I sort of, like, hold my shield out to, like, cover my other hand. I take my hand off the handle of my mace, and I sort of, like, you know, whisk my hand out there kind of like he did too. And you see this sort of, like, blue electrical, like, magic energy sparking in my hand, like, when I go back as I When I see him do that, I'm just gonna, like, more cautiously slide my hand towards the, the flail, and I will just say, what is it that you use your magic for? Well, the, the skills I'm most proud of are more in the healing department. Um, I have magical abilities that can mend wounds, that can um, bring back life force, and that's that's how I mostly intend on using my magic. I'm not going to lie, though. Um, I would rather not use it at all, if I'm being honest. Um, and I would rather, I mean, I'm sure you know this, um, people not know that I can use it. It is, despite uh, uh, my just 
stunningly great charm in my looks, it is quite dangerous and to myself and others, and I don't quite want that exposed for the sake of all of us here. So you would rather harm not come to innocence? I would rather harm not come to innocence <laughs> if that's... Yeah, as far as like my hard morals, I would, I would rather rather harm not come to innocent people, I suppose. But I mean, who can really tell who's innocent, you know? Mm, that gets that into is a disconcerting. Yeah. But who, I who can tell that? <laughs> I, like you, sir. People might see I, you and assume you're a really innocent... Uh, absolutely. He that's, is not, that's the vibe I try he to is not innocent. I Based on those chemical burns, it seems like you've just been a victim your whole life. I'm just a scientist, man. Uh, he creates victims, I think. I find this acceptable, but... More importantly, it seems as though you do not wish to draw attention to us, which I find also acceptable. Come now, we you have guys a mission are to do. doing pretty well at that already. Uh, I just already walked away. <laughs> I, I start walking and I sort of like say to Phosphorus, as a, like we're both kind of like walking behind the lizard man, and I say, uh, "So what? What brought you guys to the city, and what what brought you to the clinic specifically?" I don't know. He kind of just kidnapped me, and he's taking me wherever he goes. Oh, do you need help? Like, Wait, do, do I go, hear this? I, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do I need to call someone? Do They're right go? behind I, I you. Think, I think you should. I I begin to like <laughs> grab from my mace. Do and, not like, listen to the down. small one. He oh, is in debt to me. Why don't? Yeah, actually, that's true. Why don't you roll deception? <laughs> I start screaming out. No, I'm just kidding. He, you didn't, he didn't actually really kidnap you because oh. that implies that you are going against your will. Yeah. <laughs> so roll deception. <laughs> it's a 21. You think he got kidnapped, yeah. You trust the words that he said he kidnapped me. Yeah. It is, it is worth noting he doesn't say it very panickedly, but it nothing rings any alarm bells. I mean, this lizard like guy literally sniffed me and pulled me into an alley. I, yeah, don't, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't really know what to believe. And I say, do you need help? Like, do we need to, like, I don't think I, think I can take him. Can Rat, you? tell the truth or I will double the amount you owe me. See, look at it. He, he just threatened me. <laughs> he wants a ransom. He's hold me hostage with money. Is that is that true, good sir? He's in my debt. I found him partially exploding a building. It wasn't exploding. It was on fire. It makes no difference to me. What I found you was in a jail cell. Those are very, two very distinct things. You would still be in there if it was not for my kindness and generosity. That is not true. That is a jail bird here. Huh. A jail rat, you might say. Yes. Sorry, I didn't... If that, That's kind of racist. I, I don't... Yeah. A jail rat, he was born, <laughs> and a jail rat, he will die. I mean, again, it's kind of racist. I, sorry. I'm, you know, I, I, I thought I had a past because I was a drow. I don't know. No, I, we're I, two I, distinctly different races. You're right. You know, sorry. Sorry. Phosphorus, I have heard many things about your race, and none of them are describe you. I pull my hood up, and I'm like, I'm going to get out of the rain, and I just kind of like step past you guys. Okay. Yeah, then. I have, I have never met a rat folk with such... A lack of self-preservation than you. Thank you. That is truly touching. <laughs> it was not meant to... Never mind. Let's go to the general <laughs> store. Yeah, so... I just the, walk in the shop and, like, yeah. look behind me, like, okay, maybe, maybe so, they're gone. Yeah, so the general store is a... It's a, a. It's one of the few buildings that is stone. It's a large stone building. It's much wider than it is deep um, or long, I guess you could say. Uh... It's got tall swinging wooden doors in front of it. Uh, you've entered, but even before you two do, you can like hear the sound of people doing business. 
Uh, as you step through, there's tables and shelves basically filling. It's all just one big room that's just filled with tables and shelves that have everything from food to weapons to equipment. Um, the floor is slick from the rain and the foot traffic. And in the back, you can see uh, there is a woman at a uh, kind of wooden desk. She seems to be haggling over a basket of rice. Um, in front of you guys, you see Eamon right as you enter. Someone catches your eye. It's a human man wearing basic but very well-kept uh, clothes. He has a absolutely 10 out of 10 Fu Manchu um, mm, that extends like down to his pecs, and it's matched in length by his long black ponytail. Uh, and he comes over to you and says, Hello there, gentlemen. Uh, what can I uh, help you with? As the rest of you walk in. Um, hi, uh... My name's Eamon. I'm new in town, and I uh, seem to notice uh, I'm not very well equipped for this environment. Uh, my clothes are getting soaked through. Uh, my torches obviously don't stay lit. Um, I heard yeah. from someone nearby that uh, you guys have some kind of sap or, like, beetle lanterns that might might be of some help. Yeah. Uh, you're that kid that they found, right? By the field? Uh, I was told I was found by a field, yeah. How'd you know? Talk of the town. I wink. I'm just yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I can. I'm okay yeah. though. Yeah. You're I was looking just... for slicker sap. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The slick stuff. Uh huh. Yeah. What's your you name again? All, he looks and realizes that he thought you were a group, but in terms of formation, the vibe is still not really a group. I'm so probably says, even just like posted up by the door with like my arms folded, just like watching the room i'll be uh i'll be right with you gentlemen we'll oh, see you too. those Any are my need? those are my new friends uh they're gonna be uh traveling with me you guys need slicker sam absolutely i i don't want to speak for them but uh they do look a little uh waterlogged follow me um and he takes you to a table that has basically any assortment of clothing you could want that is already slickered if you will uh and then kind of jars of slicker sam that have varying amounts and he can explain to you how much you would need depending on what you would want to, like, cover. He says the most important thing is waterproof shoes um, so your feet aren't wet. Tell me about it. I only wear, like, foot pads, right? Like, on my clawed feet. You don't even really wear shoes. Yeah, I was going to say. I mm-hmm. Do I wear shoes? That's up to you. You don't have to. Normally, just a they don't. Folk with some yeah. J's on. Just human feet. Um, so you're the only one that wears shoes. Uh, is there someone here I could pay to, like, put the sap on my clothes for me or is that something that people normally do on their own I just don't want to do it wrong and do you just yeah we can how do, do that you, for you do you just like free charge yeah that would be fantastic mm-hmm. I begin to like take I can off my I can even show you how to do it it's sure yeah yeah that would be super helpful I like take I would off probably my just shoes watch yeah okay. I'm like yeah I got uh like bog rot or bog bog feet whatever it is that really hurts your feet stepping in the mm. water too much yeah bit that's tender what, yeah yeah, mm, not in a good way. Just peeling off like a nut. Not in a good way. Nope. Yep. Yeah. So how much before we start this? How Just much the poncho? That, uh, the poncho shoes. Let's do my shoes. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, I guess I don't want a wet ass. Uh, let's do pants. Okay. Too, if that's okay. all right. Um. You get bog, bog rot on your ass. Looking. <laughs> do you do you have any money? Looking at about... Uh, I have some money, just not enough to get out of my debt, just like you. It'll be about eight silver... Oh, sorry, six silver pieces. Yeah, I can do that. Uh, you have change for a gold? Sure do. 
as he pulls out a little pouch that <clears throat> you can see is divided into uh, the different coins, and he gives you four silver back. Cool. And then he goes, yeah, so it's real simple. You just take it, two fingers, and he, like, swipes it in. It's this translucent but semi, semi-translucent semi white kind of just, like, gooey paste, and he shows you uh, what he, what I do is I just put a big glob on, and then I just spread it until it's even. And then it'll soak in over the course of 30 minutes. Like butter on toast. You from around here? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, we have toast where I'm from, too. God, I mm, miss cool. toast. The fuck's toast? I am surprised you do not know this. I would imagine someone of your caliber would only enjoy <laughs> burnt things. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you gentlemen need any? I will take some enough to cover my undergarments. Okay, two silver. I brought a cover my coat. Do you have money? I won he, money. Yeah. Oh, that's he didn't right. win. You money. ever had more? He, I do. He was the house, yeah. <laughs> and the house always wins. Yeah. And he says, if you're if you're going out anywhere and you don't got him, I would recommend a rice hat. Not a necessity, but it helps keep the rain out of the. Excuse me, sorry. Just had lunch. Helps keep the rain out of the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll, I'll take one. Helps me not to blink. Yeah, so is that a yes or a no? No, I don't know? need it. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> to me, that's... Okay. Do you need a rice hat? Yeah, I'll get it's the actually hat. a magic item. I'll get the hat. <laughs> yeah, it actually gives you plus eight to all of your saves. Yeah. Uh, three silver pieces for anyone who wants a I'm hat. I'm just getting it to try to fit in. Yeah, I'll take one. And it does reduce the circumstance penalty to perception from rain by one. Sweet. Anything else I can do for you? As there's like a little ding as more people come in. And you see him Are my clothes all, in between. All good? Yeah, he nice. cover him. He says cool. thirty minutes. Perfect. So, uh, yeah, after hanging out for a half hour or so, I think we're. Were there any other supplies you guys would want? Um, are we? I kind of gather you guys over. I guess not like talking aloud in front of the guy. I'm like, are do we? Are we sure where we're going or what we're? Yeah, sorry. Exactly? She would have given you directions. To, I just skipped over that. To where? Uh, so you to the uh, there's a, basically a grouping of viridescent heliconias. Yep, I remember um, those now. They are about half to three-fourths of a day south of Koi. Um, so you're going to take the south gate out. She told you to look out for, they're basically these bright, um, deep, bright red. Uh, they grow on trees, almost like vines, but they uh, kind of come out into a triangular cone shape when they're ripe, so to speak, in the gel inside them, kind of like an aloe-like plant where you like rip it open and it has gel inside is used uh, and has restorative properties. And we're supposed to be meeting someone there or that's where the problem no, was? that is where you need to go and just get some of those and bring them back. Okay, uh, no, I, cool, cool. Yeah, and she gave oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. them the a curve. harvesting knife, which that does blade. give a plus four circumstance bonus to any checks to harvest them. Word. Yes. So anything else you guys need? I would probably just, once I get my sap, apply it the way that I watched him do it. You don't have to, but the only other thing she recommended was a flash beetle lantern. Yes, I also asked about those. Uh, a beetle lantern of some kind. How much do those cost? Uh, those are... The guy won't be helping you, so you can just go look now. Yeah. Uh, a flash beetle lantern is eight silver pieces, and then one um, thing of amber jam, which is what lights them up and you feed them, is three copper pieces each. And it has a little explanation thing and says it lasts for four hours once you feed them. I mean, yeah. If I need it, I'll take it. I can't see in the dark, so I would love to 
It says even if you don't need it, it recommends feeding them once a day so the beetles don't, you know, die. Okay. Yeah, sure. So that's <laughs> uh, still eight silver and three copper? Yeah. Yes. See, now I don't have any money. <laughs> Spend money to make money. Oh, this is my lantern. That's fair. I am not an economist. Okay. Yeah. So you pick that up while you are... I should chew ice just in the mic. So you pick that up while you are kind of waiting for your your clothes to dry. The slicker sap to kind of sink in. Anything else you guys would like to do in those 30 minutes? Is there any alchemical things here? Uh, there are pre-made alchemical items, like very basic elixirs and such. But there is no like raw um, materials of any kind. There is like alchemist kits, but you already have one of those, and none of them seem any like different or better in any uh, important way to you, at least. Yeah, I'm good. So as we're just kind of hanging around, I would like to just sort of ask the question back that I was asked. Um, so, uh, what are some of your guys' uh, like strengths? What do you what do you do? Is this what you do for a living? Just kind of travel town to town and do what tasks. Up or? I am part of the Order of Iker, which is followers of Tezetsios. Okay. And and you go around just trying to uh, make sure that power is distributed evenly across all citizens? Mm, that's are, you, are you socialists? Are you yes. a communist? Are you a communist? <laughs> we must seize the means of production. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. Um, um, I don't no like offense this. to your accent. <laughs> <laughs> for the record, nah, for the record uh, Phosphorus and Eamon, you have never heard of the Order of Vicar. I'm just kind of like nodding along. Yeah. Mm, yeah. More so, it is understood in a world with such uh, an imbalance that there are many people who do not possess such abilities, uh, who cannot defend themselves, who cannot um, fight back. Um, and in that regard, we ensure that those who are powerful do not use those powers to oppress those without. Okay, uh, yeah, and, and how do you go about enforcing that personally? Depends on the situation. Uh, I look force. at his flail. If need be, if those who have power do not see reason, they must be brought to justice or brought down from their position. If you are meant to serve people especially, that is personally a very cardinal sin. And and what about you, Phosphorus? What is it? What is it you do? I would hate to assume. It seems like something to do with Ugh. making healing elixirs. Abs- absolutely, I, I do make healing elixirs. Thank one you. One of many things. I use my. Do they tend to blow too. up in your face sometimes? Yes, you would definitely see. Uh, he has bandolers across his chest, as he said. Uh, there are definitely things that Bandoleros. look like they are meant to explode on them. I use my. Superior knowledge in alchemy to craft miracles, as it were. Did you go to college? Absolutely not. I don't believe in the institution. Yeah, me neither. (laughs) (laughs) Waste of time and money and loans. Absolutely. Uh, But, so if you were to fall over. Oh, completely safe. Say you were to fall over forward. Completely safe. But, but like, how? Because I'm just that good. Okay. Yeah, so in a way, yeah, it is kind of because you're just that good. You are an alchemist, yes. Well, that's that's good to know. Uh, 
seems to be exactly the skills we need to go cut down this uh, fruit. Cut some fruit. Don't burn the f- trees. It's a rainforest. It can't burn. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, it looks like my clothes are kind of dried off and ready to go. Should we Should we head out? What time of day is it? It is mid-morning. Okay. Rat, was it not you that said that if you're not doing it right, you're not using enough explosives? Correct. Again, I don't trust you. <laughs> I'm just not going to use enough explosives to burn down the rainforest. Yep. Refer back to my previous statement, and I walk out. <laughs> okay. So you guys head to the south gate to exit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As you go, um, you make your way through town. It is not a far walk to the south gate. Like five minutes. Because like I said, uh, the size of the town in terms of population is pretty big, but that uh, or decent, uh, but that is mainly because there is minimal stuff on the jungle floor. Uh, a lot, any housing is in uh, the big trees. Is there a general vibe as we're walking through the city or is it just kind of a hustle and bustle? And uh, in, in what context of the people or of yeah, the, like, like are the people just sort of yeah yeah are people just sort of like milling about doing their business or like they trying to avoid the rain like yeah um, it doesn't seem like you guys catch a lot of eyes almost as if that strikes you as a little odd as you are used to kind of catching eyes as um I, well I, literally all of you here would be I don't know in the region um, the general uh, energy is that of a hustle and bustle but as you kind of look around more it's uh there's a lot of stress in the air uh tell me uh Eamon, was it uh yes yes and and you uh my name is Renestier. oh yeah yeah tell me uh in your travels uh, which which approach did you come to the city uh i came from the western seas uh uh came ashore and then made my way uh through the rainforest through the Ekoi rainforest to here. Uh, obviously not like super successfully, but... Certainly, uh, most people who end up successfully aren't uh, found in a hospital bed. But yes. that is either neither here nor there. Uh, on your approach, did you run into any hostile creatures who resembled sentient trees? Um, you said tree-like? Yes. Uh, actually, yeah. Yeah, I did run into one. I It didn't pose much of a problem... Um, I hit it once and it kind of fell apart, but, um, impressive. No, but my traveling partner, um, you guys, I guess wouldn't have heard me mention, uh, him or her, it, I'm not sure. Uh, I met a creature in the jungle seemed to be a native, native plant like creature, not, not hostile like these trees, um, like these tree folk, but, um, it did seem quite terrified of this thing and the vibe I'd did get off of it. Um, I sort of say this part under my breath. Um, as I am a tad familiar with magic and how it works, I have some formal training. It, these things, I'm not positive, tend to come about uh, when they are, uh, if, you, if you will, b- brought to life by an external power, an external spellcaster. Mm. I reach in my pocket and I pull out a stone. Ah, yes. It, it, and, it looks basically identical to the stone that you guys get. Baseball are, size, completely smooth ball of gray stone. I found this stone kind of in its chest, almost where mm. its heart would be. It seemed as if this was imbued with some kind of some kind of magic to uh, bring this thing. Why are you sentence. whispering about magic? Uh, 
Renestir, er, I said my own name. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Phosphorus. Not now. Are you a practicer? Uh, good, good sir? No, yeah. I don't practice the lesser knowledge. There it is. Ah. Uh. <laughs> well, anyway. Anyway, <laughs> yes, we ran into a very similar creature, but this is, is very disconcerting news. Um, it seems as though there must be some nefarious force behind this. Uh, where where'd you guys come to town from? We came from the north side, Moila uh, in particular. We were uh, the muscle for a caravan uh, in exchange for safe passage. Interesting. Okay. Um, well, I guess there's a chance we could run into these things. It sounds like you are capable of taking them down and, uh, well, I will keep them at bay if I can. Yeah, like I said, what I had to do to do that was not something I would prefer to do again. So, Where is this companion that led you here? I don't know. He was with me when I went. Like I said, the last thing I remember, I was being attacked, not by the tree folk, but by frog, frog-like folk. And um, he was my traveling companion. He seemed to be guiding me through the woods. I didn't quite trust him, um, but uh, it was my only option at the time. Uh, small little nymph-like creature. Um, I don't know where. Like mine. Yes, sort of. It could fly. And, um, no, he can't. Not, not yet. Just wait. <laughs> <laughs> My flying level motion. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I I hope it's okay, but I really couldn't, couldn't tell you. Well, it's fine. I just was curious of this creature. Anyway. Yeah, so all of that conversation kind of happened while you guys made your way through town and then exited through the south gate. Uh, there are two guards there. Um, they don't stop you as you go, but they're just kind of standing there. The gate is open, uh, one on each side. Each of them is atop a large, kind of eight-foot-long uh, lizard. They're very spindly yet muscular, the lizards. Um, they are on, on all fours. They have like a, 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 a sort of saddle mounted on them that they sit on. Uh, and all of the guards, you would have seen them as they go through town too, um, they have a sort of like poncho. Some are hooded, some are not. Uh, that kind of rests, poncho slash shawl. And it has uh, the, em- uh, all of them have an emblem either on the front, back, or one of the shoulders as it kind of lays of imagine a shuriken, but uh, just like the points of it, there's no like middle opening. Uh, and it is silver. Also, you this would be the first time all of you would have seen this. Uh, some of them have guns of some sort. Uh, the uh, pistols, some have a, like a, a longer barreled rifle on their back or something like that. Um, yeah. Do, is there a uh, sort of like uh, race that is sort of more prominent than others yes. in this uh, part of the world? Humans, specifically humans of Asian descent. Okay, cool, cool. Do they seem to be like waiting for us? Or no, we're just no. We're, they're just like we're at just the gate by. on okay. watch. Yes, I've never seen. Maybe I have, but that still just like astonishes me every time I see someone riding a large lizard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you probably would have never seen it before. I so think that mostly happens here. They look very similar to the lizards that pulled your. I would probably that were on the other carriers. They didn't pull the one that you were on, but yeah. In the same language I spoke to those, I'd just say, uh, like, "Good day, kid." But, like, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So as as he leaves, he makes that sound, and both of the, uh, um, both of the uh, lizard 
notes that are being written on, they both just like snap their heads towards him, and they just like not in an aggressive or like a fearful way, but they just like watch him as he goes. Can you talk to those things? Yes. Also, careful with things. They're my kid. I, sorry. Uh, Some are not as developed as myself, but <laughs> I treat them with respect all the same. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, kind of a horse you, girl myself. Uh, <laughs> I can see with those as big you guys thighs. go south, uh, you pass uh, six plots, three on each side of the road, very massive graveyards, basically, um, with everything from large, almost looks like tombs that you could like enter to just basic headstones. It looks very well kept. Uh, there is a black kind of just basic a metal fence around all of them. But other than that, uh, you go off south. Uh, it is notice- notable that uh, there are very few people leaving or entering from the south. Most of the that happens to the west where uh, the fields are, the farming fields, or to the north where and more civilizations are. Um, all of you would be aware that there are basically no civilizations to be aware of south of Khoi. Um, but yeah, off you go. Um, yeah, just kind of want to have my shield at hand and as I mean, especially my sort of first experience traversing through the jungle, uh, was rather packed with, uh, threat and danger. So (laughs) I'm just going to kind of keep an eye out as we go, whether it's like perception or absolutely whatever it is. Uh Similarly, I will also have my shield out and just have my hand resting near my flail. Mm -hmm. You're always ready to go. You're always, you're always <laughs> ready to blow something Born up. ready, <laughs> born Absolutely. to die. Um, you guys probably would notice, like, my shield and mace and stuff, they're, like, pretty worn down, like, beat up. Yeah, they, they don't look well-kept or, like, new. In Do you need me to take a look at those at all? Are you going to... Can you fix them? Yeah. I mean, they're not really broken, I guess. No, well, if you have some, it. like, I don't know, like, I mean, you lacquer could, on you, finish, you maybe. You use sanding. Make them look better. Yeah. But it, it, If you want to pay me, I will look at them. I'm okay. This kind of <laughs> fools people into thinking that I use these a lot. So, uh, yeah. So as you guys go, phosphorus and Amon, um, you hear movement in the trees. I throw above. a bow. <laughs> you can. Um, and as you, it's probably been like an hour walking through the forest. Both of you snap your heads up. Um, you see a group of black furred monkeys. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> they're quite small. Some of them no bigger than the leaves that are on the trees. Uh, they swing by above, and you notice, you two notice one of them kind of break off and uh, lower, come lower into the canopy and kind of keep pace with you guys about 20 feet up. It appears we have gained the attention of the natives. Uh, yeah, we could, uh, do they seem hostile at all, or are they just kind of like... This, this specific monkey is very small. It's like no bigger than a foot in any dimension. Does it seem to be watching us? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Can you talk to monkeys too? Not my speciality. Okay. Well. Tell me when he has scales. Okay. Uh, let's just keep moving then, I I guess. Just keep an could eye he, on them. Could he be a, a spy for tree people? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm not familiar. <laughs> uh, as they're walking, you see in a, a swift motion, the monkey grabs a vine, kind of swings down, and just snatches one of the bombs. I absolutely let him. Um, from uh, your kind of bandolier and swings across to another part of the tree. 
and is like, he just holds it and is like, <laughs> it's absolutely an alchemist fire. Okay, word. <laughs> he has it, um, and you see the monkey kind of like stops and sits and like tries to like look bigger, and it uh, holds it and, and goes, <laughs> and then it points to its mouth and like chews. Yeah, no, and then I'm gonna pull out my alchemist fire. I'm gonna put it in my mouth. <laughs> okay, because I can. Yeah, I'm gonna you sit there. I'm gonna like act like I'm chewing it. Okay, why don't you roll deception? <laughs> oh no! Bomb. Uh, As four, he's doing this, I'm like, fourteen. I think he just wants some food. Do we have any like fourteen? Yeah. It looks kind of confused at you. Go. And it bites into it. Why don't you roll damage for an alchemist fire? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, as it did, you know that Amon's an environmental activist. Triggers on his face. I'm not, not anymore. <laughs> Five fire damage. One persistent fire damage. One splash damage. So seven total. Yeah. Well, it's six with one damage. Persistent. With, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, it bites in this thing and it like just explodes into fire on its face and you can see like the whole right side of its face is kind of just like singed and hurt and it just like and it just swings off fast dude not okay hey why did my- you why did you blow up a monkey I'll, I'll pull out the aquas fire from my mouth not my fault he couldn't eat it i don't that was cruel rat he stole my bomb i sort of point like a kid like tattling on someone like hey Harming the innocent, that's that's a thing. Kick his ass, come on. How f- how far away was the rat when that happened? Or the monkey when that happened? How far away was it? Yeah. It was. Uh, it probably went back to being like 20 feet up. Okay, never mind. It wasn't super close. I just stare at him and like give like a disapproving oh. like... <sighs> that was dark. It stole the bomb. Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that, that cute little monkey sure did. <laughs> I'm assuming we it just is out of sight now. Uh, I mean, yeah, it just bolted for sure. Hey, but if it was a spy for the tree people, you just saved their lives. So. Absolutely. You're welcome. There's always a silver lining. Um, I'm going to try to just see if I can't get the wounded monkey's attention with a ration. Okay. For sure. Um, why don't you make a nature check for me? What's your nature? Probably not great. You know, this monkey stole my bomb and tried to mm-hmm. sell it back to me for food. DC 10. If anything, he's a like-minded individual. Yeah. And now he learned his lesson. Uh, that's a 19 on the die, so 21. Okay, yeah. Make that a plus four circumstance. Bonus. Okay, so 15. Or 15? Uh, 14. 14? Yeah. Uh, the, you, like, hold out. It's just a bit of, like, hard tack. Um, and it, um, as it's swinging, it just, like, looks back just enough to catch it. And it, like, stops and slowly makes its way back as it's holding its, like, singed, slightly bleeding face. If it gets in close enough range, I'm just going to lay on hands. Yeah, it'll, it slowly approaches the food and is like... <laughs> and I'll just, like, put it in its hand and right as it does that, I'll just, like, touch its face. Okay, lay it on kind hands. of, uh... Um, That's a really flinches, cute picture. And then runs away. Uh, but you get the thing off and you see um, that same kind of platinum woman's hand before kind of just wave, uh, quickly wave from the top down of the monkey's face and where it was singed and 
uh, burnt, it is now like completely healed. And it. Uh, Look at you. Yeah, it's a dumb monkey. It doesn't really clock what happens, so it just kind of bolts off. <laughs> One might say it doesn't fully realize it's been magically healed or I'd healed any no difference to me. Yeah. yeah. See, Phosphorus, that's helping the innocent. I taught him a lesson. Unfortunately, he is not part. No, fortunately, he is not part kids. of my order. Why would I want kids? Also, I can't really have kids. Thank God. Uh, yeah, you got to that age, huh? Thank Tazetzios. No, I've consumed a lot of chemicals. It was a, it was a reaction. <laughs> oh. I think he's more likely to clone himself than have children. Correct. I don't like that you are very confident in that answer. That means it could be a possibility. Oh, it, it is a possibility. I'm going to be back to looking out and keep walking. <laughs> Absolutely. I sort of like pull my rice hat down as the rain sort of like runs off the mm-hmm. front of it. And, and I just turn to phosphorus as well. No more blowing up monkeys. He stole my bomb. It's no blowing up monkeys. Did I throw the bomb? You know what you did. What did I do? I taught him a lesson. Not all of us He'll can be- store bombs in our mouth. He, rat. Will, be, he will be smarter now. He knows that lesson. Well, I don't I mean, think, I don't think he will. He's, He's a, a monkey. monkey. <laughs> <laughs> He hardly knew his face was healed. Forward you fault. go. Uh, it uh, quickly becomes uh, midday. The rain continues. The forest around you remains pretty unrelenting. Uh, eventually the road kind of ends. Uh, and there is a much smaller kind of maybe two people wide more walking path than like a place someone would have a cart or anything. Um, that kind of veers to the right, which is where Fionn would have told you to take that. That goes to the kind of grouping of the buds. As you start to head down that, um, another good two, three hours of walking on that. Multiple times, you catch glimpses of wildlife in the trees and on the ground and such. Nothing that is would be like pique any interest or be harmful. Colorful birds, other groupings of monkeys... Um, every so often uh, a group of those uh, lizards will like be far off or far up uh, you just catch one of them like moving through um, and yeah eventually you reach uh, what looks like uh, the grove of heliconias that you were looking for um, it's kind of it's longer than it is wide about 30 feet uh, wide and 50 feet long just Group, uh, grouping of trees and heavy undergrowth. Um, there are a maybe 15 to 20 um, smaller 15 to 20 feet tall trees and you see like vines growing on them uh, and on those vines are those triangular almost blooms uh, a deep bright red um, which is exactly what Fionn described. How, how high up are they did you say? I mean they're right on the trunk of the tree. The oh. trees go up to um, 15 or 20 feet high, but they, these uh, heliconias grow from the base up, never going more than like 10 feet. I'll just sort of like flip the knife up by the blade and like hand it over to Phosphorus. I'm like, you seem to be used to collecting such ingredients. Look at the knife. I just kind of pulled it. wrong. Keep watching the roll. Okay. Yeah, I would like to sort of like stand back a bit and just kind of look through the rain, look through the mist and just kind of see if I don't know. I mean, these things, if these things are like really valuable, I don't know. Maybe a monkey wants it. Yeah. As you're kind of fanning out um, or looking out, why don't all of you roll for initiative? So to help you guys to set the scene for you, everything in the immediate area of the 
heliconias is difficult terrain because it's heavy undergrowth. Um, Phosphorus has made maybe five feet of progress just like into it uh, um, towards one of the trees as you handed him the knife. Uh, You are kind of just like looking out at the interest scan horizon and you had just given it to him. So you're basically right next to Eamon, but... Okay, is he still within 15 feet of me? Absolutely, yes. Good, good, good. Um, And Eamon, you go first. You just a... I have to seek, right, to try to... Yeah, you do not... You're not aware of anything around you and you just a kind of like shiver just runs down your spine um, and something is wrong. Does it take an action to say something to my friends? I just say, hey, something's up and I reach for my shield and Uh I begin to like look around. Uh Which uh, direction are you looking? I'll give two directions. Into the grove or the area around the grove? Um... I would like to sort of turn almost to my left and right, even like behind me a bit and just kind of look in the area around the grove as opposed mm-hmm. to yes, right, because yes. right in front of us would be fairly uh-huh. obvious to see something coming at us. Yes. Yeah, so you take one seeing action and you kind of do the quick look around. Your ears perk up and you listen for anything. Nothing. Just keep an eye out, I guess. Two more actions. I would like to raise my shield. Uh-huh. And, and you can seek again. Yeah, sure. You know, I, would, I would like to, to seek again. Um, as you look about, you uh, you raise your shield and you hear rustling in the grove. Um, like behind me? Yeah, it's a, it's a decent ways away. Maybe like 20, 30 feet in the grove. Uh, you two do not hear this. So this thing is now hidden to you. What if I tell them? You said I could talk to them? That is an action. It's called point out. Okay, And you are out of actions. That is a specific thing where So I can talk to them about things like unrelated. Yes, but for you to specifically point and say there is something right there, that Mm -hmm. is one action, yeah. Okay, cool. Yes. So So you, it is now hidden to you, but not to them. By the time I sort of hear what's happening, on to the next. Yes. Um, However, uh, it goes, whatever this is going on, goes next. Um, And since it is hidden and you now know where it is, you see just movement in the undergrowth. It's probably something small. Um, and you guys are just kind of phosphorus and renister, just kind of like doing a quick look around as he just like yelled, something's wrong. And you just take a quick stock of your surroundings. It moves right past phosphorus. Um, and you see shooting right out of the undergrowth and like jumping at you, this small, maybe two feet tall max. Um, it almost looks like a baby made out of plant matter. And there is a big bulbous head and another big, just bulbous lump on its right neck. Um, and as it lunges at you, you see almost fang-like teeth in its mouth as it like jumps at your leg. Neen, what happened to you? <laughs> oh no! And as it jumps at you, as it jumps out of its leg, for the record, it is now detected to all of you now because it has no cover whatsoever. Just, ah! Um, you just kind of move your leg another way just in time for it to snap at air and it just goes right again and misses again uh, it just quickly turns around and snaps at your leg and you're just kind of give a good quick in the kick in the face and it there it is my new Foxers, sealed boots it is your turn I throw an atmosphere okay absolutely as I see that I'm like no 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 <laughs> no 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 that is a Plus 24, 24 to hit. Yes, that hits. <laughs> that absolutely hits. I was so ready with that ability. So ready. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's four fire damage, one splash damage, one persistent damage, and none of it hits. Amen. Mm-hmm. 
So Alchemist this bomb, bomb lands between my legs. I'm just so, that good. Yes. <laughs> I don't know that, so I'm just terrified. Yeah, you like, see a bomb just like throwing the fire at you. Consume my legs and burnt my nerves, so I don't feel it. The bog rot's back. Ah! So yeah, my feet are clammy. Phosphorus, you uh, as you look around uh, and you see this thing jump out at Amon, uh, you rip off a alchemist fire from your chest and you chuck it. And Amon, like you say, you instinctively kind of like cower for no, a no, second no, no. as it uh, perfectly hits this thing right in the face and kind of splashes fire on it and nothing else. And it. It doesn't seem to be phased out. It is deadlocked on you, Eamon. Uh, is so, a 17 to hit for another bomb? Yes. Okay. You're using your second attack? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a minus four. one. I rolled yes. 18. That's uh, four fire damage, one splash damage to five, and then another thing persistent, which I think just means it adds another round to it. Yes. And then my third... Hmm. Uh, I'm just going to move 25 feet away. Okay, you can we'll move stride. like 10, 15 because it's difficult to turn. Right, but yep. yeah. I'm just trying to get more distance. In. Yep, absolutely. So yeah, two click, click off the bandolier, throw, throw. Uh, you duck Eamon and both of them just hit it. Uh, as it I just think out. I'm really good at dodging these things. Yeah, it lets out like a... <laughs> um, and it's uh, like a, a bit of the like bulbous head begins to like is on fire and is like turning to ash. Runesteer, it is your turn. My sweet, sweet lizard. I'll just raise my shield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is like literally right by you. Yeah, and then I'm going to take a swing at it. Go for it. What are you swinging again? Is it a mace? It's a flail. flail. A flail, okay. So kind of... Uh. It's like I've been here before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 17 to hit. Yes, then hits. I'm really showcasing my skills here. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Uh, seven damage. Seven damage. Yes. Yes. Okay. And final. Um, I'll just try to swing at it again. Go for it. Yeah, nine. Yo, no, that's not it. Yep. So yeah, he runs here, kind of flips around facing you, and this thing raises his shield, swings at it twice, one of them connecting right into the side of this little baby plant thing. This thing is so tough. Ripping out and it kind of just dents in. Uh, it is not looking good. It looks like it can barely like keep its legs uh, up as it's kind of on all fours, weirdly. Eamon, it is your turn. I'm going to use uh, a spout. Okay, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, save. as I sort of like utter some arcanic type wor- words and um, yeah, I essentially like shove my open hand towards it and if, if it does hit it'll be this sort of like spout of water that was turning around it sort of shoots up out of the air what kind of save is it it is a water reflex okay it passes nice so i so, just splash it a bit and so heal half the burns okay no yeah good uh so half damage 1d4 plus you know we don't heal it <laughs> yeah it drinks <laughs> Dang it. it's it, like oh, water the plant that felt so good thank you um okay so half of that would be would be four four yeah not not five just four yes yeah so uh this he does exactly what he says he like spins a torrent of water that shoots up at it and it just gets out of the way as its uh hand is kind of like uh this little baby plant hand is uh, slapped by it and just like goes a limp by its side 
Anything else? Uh, is it right by me? Mm-hmm. Right next to you. Okay, I'm going to use... No, I'm not. I'm going to raise my shield. Okay, yeah. So you do this, and then you put up the shield. Just, yeah! Just um, to, like, show the party that I can do something. <laughs> I splashed it a little bit. I got him. Did you um, see that water spin right before it kind of missed? So, uh... Crazy around here. What? <laughs> it's literally I raining. need, uh, Renistir and Aemon to make a will save as it lets out a just... Does it take another fire damage? Horrible streak. Yes, it does, yes. Thank you All for right. Me. 21. 18. This is why I ran away. Okay. Um, as it lets out the streak, you both succeed, uh, which means you're both sickened one. Um, as it just like pierces your eardrums, and it, you know, when you kind of have such a loud sign, it almost makes you queasy. Um, mm. And you become sickened one. If you would like to know what sickened does. Uh, you take a status penalty equal to the value on all checks and DCs. You can't willingly ingest anything. You can spend an action attempting to attempt a fortitude save against the DC of the sickening effect. On a success, reduce the value by one. So it will not auto-go away unless you try to get rid of it. Okay. Um, Just like piercing our ears. And yeah, and it's so loud and in there it makes you like queasy. Nauseous. You're about to vomit. And then Ooh. it's going to try to bite your foot again. Me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure doesn't. And another time. Please don't. <laughs> this jungle just has it out for me. It finally does. No. <laughs> of redemption. Yes, I have figured. Uh, yeah, so there, why don't you describe what that it. looks like? So as it's about to sink its teeth into you, this silvery woman with a blindfold on holding scales what? and a sword in hand what? Comes shooting out of me at the baby out of you yeah like full size yeah like, okay mm-hmm. she's a, a full-sized woman a she's ethereal, ethereal in nature woman. and then she as she comes up to this little plant baby she lifts up her blindfold and stares it in the eyes mm-hmm. what does it do um it is it's just gonna hit with the resistance and become enfeebled um, so already reduced, you take six piercing damage. Um, as this thing sinks its teeth into you. Um, it's like, holy you, shit, there's a you lady. You see uh, the little, it doesn't really have eyes, but the little like carved slots for eyes. Um, there's almost like a, a, a platinum flash of light and it appears to like shrivel up a bit. And it is enfeebled one okay. now, Okay, right? yes. Well, that's horrifying. I thought you were the like less enfeebled two. two, actually. Sweet, damn, that is really good. Yep, <laughs> yeah, it feels um, really good. Phosphorus, it is your turn. Uh, how far away is the thing for me? Like twenty-five feet, thirty. I'll stride up back to my original spot, uh-huh. and I'll throw two more bombs. Go for it. We'll do one. Well, we'll do well, one at a time because it's pretty close. Should have bought better dice. No, I died. Fifteen. 15 hits, yes. Uh, it's eight fire damage. How would you? Split. How would you like to kill it? Yeah, it, it, I just like just casually toss the bomb at it, and it just all the fire just hits it. Yeah, it just burns it. So it basically becomes completely consumed in fire, um, and it it lets out a final like uh, as it uh, you you can tell that the fire itself isn't doing this, but this is just something that it is. Something is happening beyond just the fire as basically from the top down, it just turns to ash completely. 
Oh, what? Have you guys? What was that? I have no idea. It was terrifying. What? No, I, no. I mean, what was that that came out of you? Oh, uh, the little thing wasn't that terrifying, really. Uh, <laughs> kind of bit me like a dog would. I mean, it was kind of creepy. It it did scream really loud. It is a gift of from Tezatzios. That doesn't look like a like a good like a. You guys are not sickened anymore. Okay. So you know. Doesn't look like a good good hearted uh, thing. Is that you a female? No, that is the embodiment of justice. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> uh... Our trio of souls have finally taken their first steps within the land of Alios, already well on their way to completing their first heroic deed, albeit with the caveat of repaying debts for at least two of them. However, questions remain unanswered. What was that strange bulbous plant baby that attacked Damon? And more importantly, what the fuck was that thing Renestir summoned? Find out all this and more next time on Dying 5. If you enjoyed today's episode, consider leaving us a review on whatever platform you listen on. We'd love to hear your feedback. And if anyone in your life just can't get enough tabletop RPG action, send them our way. If tabletops have taught me anything, it's that good stories become great ones when you have some folks to share them with. And as always, thanks for listening.